and welcome back to the Indie, the podcast from the newsroom of the Santa Barbara Independent. I'm your host, Molly McEnany, and this episode, we're talking about Santa Barbara's summer solstice. Solstice has a long local history starting in 1974 when street artists decided to put on a parade to celebrate the longest day of the year. Since then, Solstice has grown to include a music festival at the Sunken Gardens and hosts a t-shirt and poster design contest that showcases the work of great local artists every year. This weekend on June 24th and 25th, Solstice will be celebrating its 48th year. In addition to the parade, which begins Saturday at high noon, the festivities include musical performances, a DJ area for dancing and enjoying music, a collection of arts and crafts vendors, as well as food booths and a wine and beer garden all in Alameda Park. I'm here now with DJ Darla B, six-time winner of the best event DJ Award per Santa Barbara Independent readers who has brought her music to the streets of Solstice for the last six years. She's here to talk about her plans for this year's festival, her time spent going to the parade, being a part of the parade, and the music history of Solstice. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Molly. Happy Solstice Week. Yes, happy Solstice (laughs) Week. Can you tell me a bit about why you love participating in Solstice every year and how music has been such a big part of the festival since its conception? I love it because it's so Santa Barbara, the longtime tradition, almost 50 years of the summer solstice celebration and something from my childhood, of course. I sent to you some photos of me from 1983, the first year I participated in the parade when it was just a small parade on Cabrillo Boulevard and my parents were dressed up as an ant, an insect, and my dad a piece of cake with a fork. I just toddled along there and just that memory of, okay, this is the weekend where you get out all of your crazy costumes, wigs, colors, bang a drum down the street and uh, see puppets and people that douse themselves in mud and just, you know, tongue in cheek and things that are a pun or something you get later when you're walking home. Like that's what that costume was. There's a lot of double entendres back in the day with the parade especially in the early 80s. So it was just a special, magical time. I almost never missed watching it. And it got to a point where I thought, you know, this parade's gotten a little PG, like time to spice things up. I thought instead of sitting on the sidelines watching it, why don't I participate in it? So I got a group of people and we collaborated with Robbie Robbins' group. And Robbie Robbins was heavily involved in the Solstice Foundation celebration and also had great puppeteers like Anne was on his team. She recently passed away. You can see her puppets still at the workshop. And so he was calling for pirates to be involved. I need some pirate men and women. He had a huge octopus coming out of a treasure chest and that float ended up breaking. And the group that I marched up State Street with, we decided the next year, we would be in it again. We didn't even need a float with us. We would just be characters and, you know, street actors, street theater. And it just kind of grew from there. And it was so much fun to just be able to take charge of costumes and themes and silliness and very much look forward to it. And it started out as such a small local event and it slowly every year kind of grows and grows. And it is exactly what you said. It's like a fun, silly event where everyone dresses up and it's this celebration that not a lot of other cities have. So that's why it's special. But as you said, you've been going to Solstice since 1983. Can you tell me how the festival has changed since then and 
maybe how your approach to your own performances has changed since you first started being a part of it? Well, we're so lucky to have the conception of Michael Gonzalez, the street performer, and he was in a mime troupe and he's the founder of the parade and so grateful for his genius doing this and maybe not even knowing it would turn into such a huge idea. And so I always try to think about him when I come together and either curate a playlist for the official Solstice Spotify channel or as far as my concept, just thinking, what would Michael do? Because really, we wouldn't have this if it wasn't for him. I do think that some changes happened in the early 80s as there were a lot of performers from the LGBTQ community as well as Michael Gonzalez was gay and he did pass away from the AIDS virus and so there was kind of a death of a lot of the creativity and a lot of creatives in the parade as they weren't alive and he wasn't and so I felt there was this little kind of lull and I witnessed that going to the parade as a child and then there was like some things that shouldn't be in the parade the summer solstice needed funding and the city is now funded by the city. And so there's certain things that would be deemed inappropriate that are no longer in the parade. So that is more watchable and family friendly. And it's a good thing that we do have the backing of the city. And so I did notice that things were a little bit more regulated. There were larger floats because there was more money to back the artists that were creating these creations. And there was more organization to the length of the parade you can remember if you're a local that there would be these big spaces in the blocks like when's the next troop coming and now you don't see that it's really been tightened up it's a full-scale production and I think you know if we're presenting this and there's tourists coming from out of town it's really a, a great show to watch with not a lot of hiccups anymore you don't see what you saw in the past when it wasn't as regulated and, it, and it's actually a beneficial improvement to have so many people helping. Well, when it first started or when I first was aware of it, I knew that it started on a smaller scale, even being the founder's birthday and he wanted to parade his mime troop down State Street. And then when I was in it at age three, it was still smaller scale. And always at the end of the parade was this great thing with all these live musicians and anyone who was watching on the sidelines would come and, you know, bang on a tambourine or shimmy up or down whatever street it was on and end the parade and lead the parade and those participants and the crowd into the park organically. And it was always this great tradition like, okay, the parade's over, get up, bang a gong, <laughs> bang a bongo and make your way to the park, the after party. So I always loved that aspect as a child. And truly, there were only live musicians and smaller scale kind of musical aspects of the parade. Really, it was like people yelling out things, not even using anything to amplify themselves. So it wasn't until six or eight years ago that I noticed bigger samba groups having speakers on floats, me being able to actually DJ on a float. This is all very kind of newer and more modern aspects to the parade, which leads to bigger and better productions and kind of over the top things that you can do. But, you know, in the past, it was the Samba group, African dance group, and it's a hula dance group. 
any of those groups had actual live musicians. Like I said, Randy Tico and other people in Santa Barbara that were able to bring their group and then you just to pull out an instrument and join along and think that you can play music too. So that's what I've seen. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my creativity. Um, I just try to be as unique as possible. I try to do something that I've not seen in the parade all these years. It's difficult because a lot of things have been done. I try to top myself every year, which is a lot of pressure on myself. Oh my gosh, I bet. I mean, just looking at the pictures of all the different the different stuff you've done. I mean, I have to ask, this is your love and solstice. I know you're going to want to talk about performing and, you know, the theme for this year, which is Shine and how you plan to take that theme and use it to shape what music you're going to DJ this year. But first, before that, can you tell me about some of your favorites that you've ever done and kind of what went into creating those performances? Oh, Yeah. I think some of the times when I wasn't relegated to being on a float were a lot of fun because there was just making up things on the spot. It was a year where the theme was creatures. And so we had a mummy, which underneath those mummy wraps was actually an adult blow-up doll. And only we knew that because it was the best way to wrap and make a mummy oh my gosh. in its sarcophagus. <laughs> and then I was Cleopatra. I was Cleopatra's cat. I had my mom and two friends, and one of my friends was Queen of Denial. So <laughs> we called our troop Moms the Word, and we just came up to people on the street and told them jokes and literally walked like an Egyptian up the entire street and had so many people that were of Egyptian descent wanting to come up and take a photo with us, which was actually really great. I was glad that we were honoring Egyptian culture and that people were so thrilled by it. And of course, years later, I got to open up for the Egyptian lover, who is a West Coast hip hop legend with a lot of Egyptian themes to his music. And so I wore that same costume on stage with him, um, doing an opening DJ set, telling him, by the way, I played one of your songs up State Street in a boombox. Probably nobody could hear it. Another time was when we were Malice in Wonderland. It was an Alice in Wonderland type theme. And again, my mom was in the parade and she was the Queen of Hearts and had kind of used her theater background being a drama student in high school and college to be, you know, completely angry and mean, just like the Queen and very convincing, did not break character for two hours, <laughs> did not break character in the park afterwards. And we played that game with the flamingos and the hedgehogs all the way up State Street. My friend had configured Christy Torgerson. She configured a plastic uh, flamingo that you see in yards on the end of a stick with a little hedgehog attached with a string. And we had a red rose bush that we were painting rolled up State Street. I mean, it was just the most insane and silly and still trying to be on point with you know the initial theme so this year i know you can't give everything away but what's to come for shine well i think everyone's thinking disco balls and reflective materials and also suns to go back to the original kind of mascot of summer solstice because summer solstice it's the week of the first week of summer every year and our best weather of Santa Barbara, even if it looks like it's going to be foggy, the sun always comes out on parade day. 
So I think a lot of people are going to throw it back to his old school solstice themes, which will be nice to see. Definitely a lot of disco balls. And I know that the group that I'm going to be working with, with their float, is kind of a Mad Max burning man, Vikings invading with rock and roll themes, wild leopard print colors, and feathers, and smoke, and dust, and (laughs) back to the future kind of, yeah. Anything and everything thrown in a bucket, I'm probably going to be very shiny. That's what I have to say. My wig will probably be something reflective and gold and sunlight. I'm trying to be the sun at this point because I've done everything else. I can't even imagine after all these years how many wigs you have saved up. I mean, that's like every single year with Solstice, all of your DJ sets, like it's always a different persona. It's just so great. Yeah, I never intended that to be my thing either. It was just when I first started DJing an 80s night for the Mercury Lounge out in Goleta. And I thought, well, it'd be kind of boring if I just show up in jeans and a t-shirt. So why don't I wear a costume? And that just kind of started it and it snowballed. And it would be like, what are you going to be wearing? What wig are you going to be wearing? Who are you going to be this time? And I felt the ultimate need to top myself and to never wear something twice especially with the parade I've almost never worn a parade costume out in public after wearing it in the parade not only because it's all torn up and sweaty but because it's been so heavily photographed which sounds really high maintenance (laughs) it's to keep the mystique a lot of the things about solstice is not telling people what you're going to be not giving them an ounce of like you know, it's a secret until that day. It's a big reveal. So I kind of really liked that in the past. But yeah, I definitely have a wig groom. <laughs> That's awesome. You're like, I need to, you know, put them in an archive of Solstice Pass, <laughs> yeah. all of the wigs that you've done. Well, I know you also DJ for KCSB and you are an event DJ, wedding DJ, all of these different things. Mm-hmm. But what goes into DJing takes a lot of research. So mm-hmm. can you talk to me about how you incorporate the history of Solstice and the history of Santa Barbara music into your choices every year. Especially with that Spotify soundtrack that I created. So it was 2020 and definitely Solstice was not going to happen. And I still wanted to be able to share the joy of what Solstice means to me and give a gift to the community. So I created the Summer Solstice Spotify account and I put in there a ode to Michael Gonzalez and all of the years that I either watched the parade or participated in it, and then the music in the park as well. So all of these different aspects together, really creating this story and this soundtrack of Santa Barbara's, one of Santa Barbara's most beloved parades and weekends. You know, we've got Solstice and we've got Fiesta, and that's that's what Santa Barbara's known for. So it was the Brazilian carnival sound, the Rio sound of the samba, It was the funk in the park, Area 51, great bands like that. It was conga lines. It was live, you know, instrumentation, fun songs that the Lava OM dance group that I dance, uh, that I perform on the slope DJing for them. I incorporated their songs into that set list. Randy Tico, who's always a partner in Solstice, his actual music is in that set list. So a lot of nods to people and performances. Oh, and then this movie, Steal Big, Steal Little, with Andy Garcia, 
was filmed in Santa Barbara during Solstice Week. I don't even think you can find it on DVD. It's literally a VHS. And he went to Ganawalska Gardens. He used the Solstice Parade, like, you know, big boom shots in the ending of the movie. And so there's a little nod to that as well. Steal big, steal little. Try to find it. I mean, it's kind of an incredible visual history of Santa Barbara. He's got the mission in there, too. And then with the parade and when I get to put together music, I make sure to play crowd pleasers, things that kids would react to, you know, obviously family friendly, thematic, but not maybe too obvious. You know, obviously we've got the word shine that will be in some of the songs, but also they're great songs that we're using for the dancers for La Boheme and the float. But it's not like, well, this song has the word shine in it, so we're going to use it. It has to be a great song, too, and it has to make sense. And this year, there's going to be a lot of edits. So there's, you know, clips of a little bit of a, a classic rock song that everybody knows. And then, you know, a pop songstress from the UK that actually Molly, you kind of look like her. She's going to be in there. An obvious kind of dance routine song and then a couple songs for the dancers to take a break and shine and me to kind of rally the audience on either side of Santa Barbara Street this year since it's not State Street. So just things that people can clap their hands to if they want to get up in their seat. It really could. I mean, it, you could take it literally with the name. You could take it as a part of, you know, disco. You could think, you know, a number of things could go with shine, which is what makes it so great. So I'm, I'm excited to see what performances will be, what floats will look like. I think it's going to be very fun and maybe more people will take an ode to the sun and go back to the origins of solstice. But to close, I wanted to ask you, what inspires you about solstice year round in all of your performances and all of your sets? How has solstice impacted, I mean, being a DJ and choosing that as what you want to do? Well, definitely the costume aspect (laughs) and the silliness and the you know, like you said, sun worship. I mean, one year I remember watching these guys and there was like a sun god and they're bowing down in the middle of State Street, burning their knees on the asphalt. And I'm thinking that is so funny to kind of have that whimsy and to take that with you. And so when I DJ a wedding, I'm getting them to do the conga line. They're coming in for a big group hug. We're reflecting themes of love and happiness and shining and smiling and all of the songs. So I do think a lot about how to make every event, whether it's big or small, into its own kind of festival parade concert, mainly concert, because at the end, you know, you got your lighter out, you're singing all the words. And I think that's how it's going to be when people come back to the park after the parade route. They're going to get to see live music, hang out in the shade, go to the beer garden, sing, go to the, you know, bongo drum area, play in the bouncy house and just like really live that Santa Barbara lifestyle that we all aim to achieve. Yeah, 100%. I think it's about, you know, local collectivity. And when you talk about, you know, bringing people together for a hug and having this, you know, history of music in Santa Barbara, bring the community together, not only at events, but year round is really important. I'm glad you brought that up. But thank you so much for joining me to talk about Solstice. I know it's something very near and dear to your heart. DJ Darla B, anything else you'd like to add about the celebrations this weekend? Come see me. We're holding a block party on Thursday. It's a little pre-solstice weekend party brought to you by the Downtown Santa Barbara Organization. 
and the summer solstice celebration, and they're going to have puppets, face painting. I'm going to be DJing. You can ask me to play whatever you want to hear, as long as it's got no bad words in it. And come in costume. There's going to be restaurant deals. We're going to celebrate in the middle of the street. It's going to be fun. It's going to be 3.30 to 7.30 this Thursday. It's the Shine Block Party featuring DJ Darla B. And I would love to see you there. And also, if you see me in the parade, yell or blow a horn at me. I'll wave to you. I've got a microphone. Maybe I'll give some shout-outs to the independents. And I just really hope to see everybody out shining and celebrating how wonderful it is and how blessed we are to live in Santa Barbara, California. And thank you, Molly, for doing all the work that you do. Oh, thank you so much. We'll definitely go out and see that parade on the 25th. But go out even before 23rd, 24th. Solstice is kind of a week-long thing. Everyone's already begun celebrating, you know, restaurants are doing solstice-themed dinners and all of that stuff in Santa Barbara. So go out and celebrate the community in the summer. And yeah, thanks again to DJ Darla B for joining me on the show this week. Thank you. This week, I'm here with Rod Latham, producer of The Benefit Show at the Luke Theater, which is actually happening this solstice weekend. Hi, Rod. Thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks. Great to see you, Molly, and great to hear you and see you. (laughs) Now, Rod, you put together a benefit for Luke Theater. Now, what gave you the idea to put this on in the first place, and why even during solstice? Well, it started with Randy Tico. Many things in this town start with Randy Tico. I had seen the shapeshifters multiple times at Soho, and they just kept getting bigger and more popular and having more and more people follow them because the quality of the music and the quality of the artists that they attract is just so amazing. It's just like every A-list musician you could ask for it from this area and so I said to him one night I said you know you need a bigger venue because Soho is great but I said you you need a bigger venue where you can stretch out because they were so crammed on that little stage and the you know honestly the sound in there I think is mm, okay but not great so I said why don't you come to the Luke I'll I'll produce it at the Luke and he said we're all over it let's do it Randy was involved with Solstice for many years with the Solstice celebration, the parade. So he said, yeah, let's, let's do it Solstice evening. And I said, oh, are you sure you want to do Solstice evening? He said, yeah, 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 let's just do it. So we're going for it. It's a new twist to end the day of Solstice. Because if you go and you participate in all of the things that happen, you may be too tired by the time the evening comes. But some people like to just go out and relax and have a nice evening of music. And those those are the people we're hoping will come to this. Yeah, you go to the parade all day, your music then, you hear live music all day in the courtyard and everything. So tell me a bit about this concert and maybe the music that won't necessarily be featured at the parade that day, but is going to be featured that night. So kind of the vibe that it's going to set, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, shapeshifters, because they incorporate so many really unique and in some cases iconic artists, both vocalists and instrumentalists. The product of each concert is, is everyone is, every concert is unique and different. I asked Randy to try to describe the music because everybody asked me this. And what he told me was that it's a musical melting pot fusing soul, rock, blues, Americana, jazz, and Latin Santa Barbara style. 
So that's a pretty wide swath of musical genres. But that happens because each of these artists that comes and sits in with a group, whether they're a, a, you know, a guitarist or a vocalist or whatever, has their own style, their own groove. And so they celebrate each one of these artists' you know, strengths. And they all play, come together and play together. And it's beautiful. And it's somebody won some tickets on the radio yesterday. And they said, oh, I've seen this group. When you leave their concert, you just feel happy. And I thought, okay, that's the perfect, that's the perfect promo line for this because it's so true. You know, it's very uplifting. Um, it's soulful. Um, these, these artists just know how to pour out their souls and their hearts in their music. And it's a really, really wonderful experience. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that people come out so happy because this year's solstice theme is shine. So I wanted to ask you how you think this concert is going to add to the theme of shine this year and what Santa Barbara is kind of coming out into a renewal phase after the pandemic and everything. Absolutely. Well, in many ways, this concert reflects that theme. One being that it celebrates some of our best local artists in, in the music world and lets them shine on stage, on a bigger stage for the first time. Another interesting element, there's, well, there's two things I want to tell you about. One is that Rich McLaughlin, who is one of the original Summer Solstice Parade creators, back in the Michael Gonzalez days, but I was around and I was friends with, with them. And I saw how Solstice was born. And it, most people these days don't know who Michael Gonzalez was, but he was an amazing visual artist and an amazing soul. I mean, anyone who knew Michael loved him. So Michael Gonzalez celebrated his birthday one summer with a band of his friends with banners and all this colorful stuff. And they marched down State Street. That was the beginning of Solstice. So Rich was a part of that group. And he's bringing to this concert and to the, the lobby of the theater and the courtyard where people are going to go out for drinks and food uh, before and during intermission. He's bringing these amazing vintage puppets and visual art, three-dimensional visual art elements that were in some of the original solstice parades. So that is going to kind of shine a light on the history of solstice. And as we're kind of having this rebirth of solstice again after the pandemic pause, we're excited to bring a little bit of the vintage solstice into the whole thing. And Randy Tico was involved for years with Solstice. So, so it's a very connected, aware group of what Solstice was and still is. And we're going to celebrate that to the max. And with the past few years, there hasn't really been a solstice. I feel like a lot of people are gravitating towards that, like you said, a vintage solstice going back to the earlier days, the earlier times of solstice. And I mean, the Luke Theater is a great place. I mean, it was built in the 1930s and it's in the Santa Barbara Junior High, which I think is awesome too, because one of the first themes of solstice was children. So it's kind of bringing all of that together with that. But I did want to ask, is this going to be like a family thing? Is this something that you can bring everyone to? It's all ages? Yes, absolutely. This is a, it's a very family-friendly event. And it's more than just the concert. The concert itself will take place in the beautiful Marjorie Luke Theater, which is a Spanish colonial revival 
gorgeous space that was renovated about almost 20 years ago now. But the courtyard, which was recently renovated and redesigned, which is just outside the theater, in the courtyard for an hour before the concert that starts at eight, we're going to have all these really wonderful, fun things happening out there. We've got Chris Judge playing guitar live. Chris is one of our best guitarists locally. We have Brazilian barbecue from the folks that created Brazil Arts Cafe. They're going to be doing Brazilian barbecue and acai bowls. And Chef Edie Robertson is crafting three custom drinks, um, mocktails, but they're really beautiful drinks. There's a sangria, a solstice sangria, a lavender mint julep, and oh, Moroccan martini. So, but they're all non-alcoholic, but they're, they're big people drinks, but kids can drink them too if they want to, but they're infused with herbs and they have fruits and berries in them, all fresh and those are going to be served out in the in the uh, courtyard. We've got vendors coming from Christie's Cookies to Folio Papery and Press to Rojo Goods, One Thread Collective. Jenna Tico is going to do really bad advice where you can come up to her and she will give you advice on anything. And it'll be the worst advice you've ever gotten. She's hilarious. She's absolutely hilarious. And then Rich McLaughlin's puppets and, and vintage solstice pieces will be out there as well. So we can have drinks and food under the stars and then go back in and see the second half of the concert. It'll be a really, really, really fun night. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Getting asking questions about, you know, getting bad advice. That sounds like a great comedy bit. Just like oh, standing there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. And Jenna's a Jenna's a, a parent. She's a new parent. So she has great advice about kids and uh, families and the issues that come up in life. And she is absolutely hilarious. She's also Randy Tico's daughter. And Randy is the guy putting the band together. Well, that's all very exciting. I have one final question to ask you. So Solstice, since it's been around for so long, and you've, you know, been in the music scene, you've been in and around Santa Barbara for many years. How do you think Solstice has impacted live music, not only during this weekend, but year round? Well, for me, as I look back, or I'm a native Santa Barbara, so I've seen Solstice from the beginning till now, and, and I've seen it evolve and change. But one thing that has always stayed the same about Solstice, even though it has physically changed a fair amount, is that music is at the core of the parade and of the celebration in the park. And it's usually the kind of music that makes you want to move. It makes you want to celebrate and move your body and it elevates people. You know, the drumming, the rhythmic elements of it has always been one of those things that's kind of one of those summer rituals of celebration of oh the sun is here and it's summertime and this concert will reflect that but I think that's that music has always been at the core a very important part of the solstice celebration and I do want to mention that tickets are available at the door they're $35 they include one drink and then there's food out there there's all kinds of things to take advantage of so get there early get there at seven so you have time to enjoy the music and the food and the drinks and the vendors and the vintage solstice things out in the courtyard and the marjorie luke theater is at 721 east coda street near coda and milpas and there's off street parking that's free bring a mask if you're going to sit inside wear your mask inside you don't have to wear your mask out in the courtyard but let's all be safe this solstice 
Yes, especially since, you know, this is our first one back over two years. Everyone be safe and have a good time this year. It's super exciting. And just a reminder that the solstice parade actually starts on santa barbara street this year because you know state street has all of those you know outdoor seating and everything so it's on santa barbara street it's kind of a one-time only thing you know we'll see maybe it's a new tradition who knows but yes definitely come out and then go over to east coast street for the marjorie luke theater and enjoy a nice night after a lively parade so it'll be fun but once again thank you rod producer of this benefit show that's going on at the luke theater for joining me on the indie this week Thanks so much, Molly. It was really great being with you. Nominations are now open for Best of Santa Barbara. Nominate your favorite businesses in over 200 categories at independent.com slash best of 22. Nominations are open now through July 6th. Once again, I'm your host, Molly McEnany. Tune in next time for another episode.